Good afternoon, everybody. An educated economist here. So I would really like to thank all the new subscribers who have come to the channel. I really appreciate it. When I get the new subscribers and I get a kind of a wave of them that come in, I'll, the videos get spread around the internet a little bit more. Like the algorithms get picked up. So when I have the new subscribers come to the channel and commenting and liking the videos, YouTube picks that up and starts pushing the videos out there. And it was really noticeable over the last few days. So thank you very much to all the new subscribers who have come to the channel. And thank you very much to all the dedicated viewers of this channel. You know, if it wasn't for you, being here as long as you have and contributing with the comments and the just everything you guys done, I can't thank you enough. I mean, you guys are totally awesome. So let me get you guys some information and then I have a piece of mail that I wanna open up for you guys. Um, to the new subscribers, uh, you'll hear me talk about credible threats. You'll see us talk about credible threats quite a bit. And if you're not familiar with credible threats, <clears throat> it's basically the main tool of the Federal Reserve that they are using to try and implement their monetary policies. What basically happened was is that once they have hit the lower bound of zero, dropping of interest rates is no longer stimulating to the economy. They have to rely on fiscal stimulus, which is pretty much government spending. Now, that doesn't mean that they don't have any tools left. They can use some of their tools, and one of those things is called jawboning or forward guidance, and what I like to call it is credible threats. Now, the way Ben Bernanke had described credible threats back in 2000, because like I said, they knew a long time ago that they were going to come into this moment where dropping interest rates wasn't going to be an effective tool, not in the condition that we have the laws and the legalities of things right now. Anyway, we don't get into that. We're talking about credible threats and the way that Ben Bernanke had described it was with a story of a guy who invents a gold machine. And with this gold machine, he could produce as much gold at will with very little cost or energy. The moment that information gets out to the public that he has this gold machine, the price of gold on the market would plummet even before the guy produces a single ounce of gold. Just the idea alone, just the credible threat that he can produce this machine would cause gold to plummet. That is the exact tool that they are now using all the time. And a great example of it was with the uh, corporate credit facility where they were buying corporate debt. Remember the news on corporate debt purchases from the Federal Reserve? I mean, it was like one of the biggest conspiracy theories out there that everybody, well, it wasn't even a, theory, a conspiracy theory, not really shouldn't go that way. It was one of the biggest like push of misinformation out there that people were talking about how devastating this was gonna be to the markets. And what was funny about it is that the Federal Reserve really didn't purchase a whole lot of corporate debt. I mean, they did purchase some, right? They established the facility, they did purchase some debt, but they didn't go into buying hundreds of billions of dollars worth of corporate debt like everybody thought they were going to. And they knew that they weren't gonna need it. Now, here there's an article I'll leave down in the description. Now, boy, I jump all over the place, don't I? I'm gonna leave a links to several things down there. One of them is gonna be this article. Another one is to a video that I had put out, I don't know, a couple years ago, maybe a year and a half ago, talking about the situations that is taking place right now. But let me read you this this quote coming out of uh, this Bloomberg article. The The title of the article is, uh, One Sign that the, Fed, that the Fed Changed Everything in Corporate Bonds. And now listen to this. Merely saying 
that it intended to buy corporate bonds to stabilize the market allowed the Fed to reduce risk premiums on debt before it even had to make a single official purchase. So when they went out there and said, we're going to be buying corporate debt, the markets went, oh my gosh, and all the news out there went like, this is insane. Investors thought to themselves, well, if they're going to be buying corporate debt, that's going to cause the yields to go down and the prices to go up. I'm going to front run the Fed. And they went out there and started buying up this corporate debt before the Fed even had a chance to do it with the anticipation that the Fed was going to be buying this debt, but they never did. Well, they did a little bit just to establish that credible threat, but they didn't go into it in the way that the investors thought that thought that they were going to be going into it. And they knew that they were going to do this. This is part of their, part of their toolbox. This is part of their credible threats, their forward guidance, their job boning. So I thought that was really interesting. Now, if you think about like, if they established this idea of the corporate debt being purchased and all these investors ran into it, well, what happened to the corporate debt? The prices went up and the yields went down a lot. Now that was taking place here in the United States. Now I'm gonna kind of skip away from that, just kind of set that aside for a minute. Over in China right now, there is a big situation taking place with that Evergrande. Now, there's a million YouTubers out there talking all kinds of stuff about Evergrande. I'm not going to get into it. What I wanted to get into was the ripple effect that has taken place from that. Now, here's a Wall Street Journal article. It's titled, Riskier Chinese Property Banks Suffer as Evergrande Struggles. This is what I was talking about, the contagion. The bond market starts to default. Now, I said it in that video. If you go and check out that YouTube video I did a while back, it was talking about Chinese bond defaults. And this is where the dollar demand comes in. And this is one of the reasons why I was such... I was not so... I mean, I've been a dollar bull, right? I mean, I, I am a strong dollar theorist. I mean, this is where I believe things are headed is that the dollar is stronger than any other currency out there and it is going to be king for a very long time and the reason is is because the things that are happening just like over in China with Evergrande as that goes down these are dollar denominated debts that means that these guys need to come up with dollars US dollars in order to make their investors happy the the, the creditors happy and as they fail other companies who are in that sector are going down with them as the investors are getting worried about putting their money in with these companies. If it makes it ever increasingly difficult to roll your debts over into new debts, then your industries start to suffer, right? If you cannot borrow the money, can't pay your creditors, if you can't, you know, make your bills, can't continue on, this is where people begin to suffer. This is where, you know, the recessions begin to happen the you know the defaults and the and the and the downturns anyway um so i found that to be very interesting how these dollar bonds are really now becoming a critical issue over in china and i can only assume that as this continues on the demand for dollars will continue to increase because you got to think like all these Think about all the people who have invested into these companies. I mean, how many pension funds and money managers and stuff have all this money tied up because they, they're looking for that fixed income. 
right? They want that steady return. They want an interest rate that has a steady return. They want it in U.S. dollars, and they found it over in these Chinese companies, probably thinking that the Chinese government would bail them out just like the United States is bailing out all the corporations here in the United States, or at least the idea of that taking place. Whether it happens or not is another story, but if they can put out that credible threat that makes people believe that, then you would have a lot of people investing inside of that because there's a higher yield when you go and invest with these Chinese bonds, right? These Chinese corporate bonds. But after they're failing, where do the investors go? The investors are like, well, man, I don't want that anymore. They start dumping that Chinese bonds and they're like, but I still want my fixed income of dollars. Where do I get it? And that is where I found another Wall Street Journal article titled LIBOR Transition Spikes Sales of Risky Corporate Debt. Now, they're blaming it on the LIBOR transition because they're the way they're going to start benchmarking these interest rates was from the LIBOR, which is still astonishing me. I thought they abandoned that uh, abandoned Jesus, guys, abandoned that a long time ago, but apparently they're still using it and they're going to here for the next few weeks where they switch it over to the SOFR. Now, they're, they're talking about this spike in sales of risky corporate debt. Well, that's high yielding corporate debt. And so I'm thinking to myself, well, if there's Chinese, or not Chinese investors, if there's investors who are bailing out on Chinese US denominated bonds that were higher yielding and and that is diminishing and there's a spike in the sales and purchases of the US high risk corporate debt does it does not seem like okay well they're getting out of here and getting into there so this is really what's going on is that as as let me see if I can say this right as foreign corporations begin to fail and default on their bonds, the investors who are abandoning, aban gosh darn it, abandoning, you know what I'm trying to say, <laughs> get out of that and start moving into a place where they can, they find it in the safe havens over in the US markets, which I feel at some point is going to reverse and you're gonna see the interest rates rise and that is going to be a very difficult place for everybody to be because that is like the last position, right? Everybody's spread all over the world and then next thing you know, they find themselves in the United States right before the interest rate spike and all that bond market just collapses. Wow, did I say that all? Okay, I'm gonna leave it at that. I think I probably went a little too deep too far and I don't even know if I made sense on that. Let's, uh, let's open up the mail, um, but I'll leave links to all that stuff down in the description as always. So, you know, look for, uh, look for the articles down there. Uh, thank you, Cameron. Thank you very much, Cameron. Um, you sent this a, a while ago. Um, I picked it up and I'm sorry. I threw it in my glove box because um, I didn't have time to do the video right then. And honestly, I forgot about it until today. So I do apologize, man. Incredibly interesting analysis of money in that all money is existence is debt loaned into existence. That's right. No debt, no money. That's right. Holding a $20 bill could have come into existence from an outside loan for a home mortgage issued 20, 10 years ago. If all debt was paid off, then no money would exist. That's right. If oh, It gets even more mind-boggling knowing all this debt is interest-bearing. So if paying off the debt settles the original loan amount, there would also need to be an additional amount for the interest portion, whether this comes from other debt money in circulation 
or if the issuing bank already respent all loan profit, the interest, the interest back into the economy. Wild, eh? What's your thoughts? Well, Cameron, and this is dated September 1st, 2021. Cameron, I totally agree. And that's one of the reasons why a fiat money system is a... All fiat systems will eventually collapse. There is no way that you can get around it because there is never enough money to pay back all the principal and interest. There is, I mean, it's just the way it is. So there is only ever increasing amounts of money or decreasing amounts of money, but there is never a time where there will ever be a paying off of all the debts because it is exactly like you say, if you paid off all the debts, none of the money would, all the money would cease to exist. There would be no money left. And that's very interesting to think about. Now, as that starts to occur, in my opinion on it, what you would end up finding is that other people would begin to use other forms of currency in order to transact and, you know, do their bartering. Whether it's gold, silver, Bitcoin, or some other type of fiat currency, something will replace it. But yeah, you're absolutely right. All, all money is in existence due to debt, and if all debts were paid, money would cease to exist. Very interesting stuff. But uh, what else did you put in here? I saw there were some other things. Oh, cool. Oh, right on. Very cool. Pesos from Cuba? Oh, right on. That is very cool, man. Thank you so much. You guys are right on. I so appreciate this. That is an awesome one for the collection. I can't thank you guys enough. Uneducated economist, you guys let me know.